This is the Press Play Podcast, powered by Explainify. Join us as we dispel the mystery that surrounds video, the world's most popular medium for communication. We'll share our expertise and provide the best analyses, strategies, and practices as we show you how to establish brand awareness, create noteworthy educational content, and drive insane amounts of revenue. Here's your host, Derek Gerber. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Press Play. I'm your host, Derek Gerber, and today we are so excited. We've got Brad, who is the Sponsorship Development Manager on behalf of the PGA Tour Champions Hope Classic event. What's going on, Brad? How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Happy Friday. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, being on here. I've never done a podcast, so I'm excited to be here and talk about Hogue and Champions Tour and, and video. And that's why we brought you to the show is because you have too many insights to the industry that can help our audience today. And we're the first ones to uncover that. So I'm super stoked. There is a lot that takes place when it comes to putting together a PGA Tour Champions event, especially one as well known as the Hogue Classic where all the biggest names come to Newport Beach, California, and throw down through the chain. I mean, it's it's a wonderful week. I can't speak to it enough, but Brad's here today to walk us through and explain to everyone how these things are structured, the impact on the community, and how advertisers and companies work together to build these charitable events for everyone. Um, he's going to give us all the skinny on that today. Hopefully also spark a few ideas and create some uh, inspiration out there for our listeners today. So Brad... What's up, bud? You're one of my good friends. Tell us all about yourself and what you do today. What are the things that you're responsible for at the Hope Classic? Yeah, so I'll just go. I started my career in the Xavier Athletic Department as an intern. And then from there, I worked for the Cincinnati Reds for two years as an intern. Uh, And then my first gig out of college was at the PGA Tour in Florida. So I was in I was in Ponte Vedra Beach and it was a just straight inside sales gig where I mean just smile and dial pounding the phones you know don't see the light of day till you make your hundred calls and <laughs> um, but it was a great experience because I mean you learn how to get said no to which all of us in sales roles that's it's the name of the game you're just gonna get said no to a whole bunch and then from there I was hired to come out here and help um, do the business development and sales and fundraising for the Hope classic um, so I've been on the team for three years now, which is pretty crazy to think about since I'm a Midwestern guy, grew up in Chicago, uh, and then Florida and now California. So it's a welcome change, especially around this time of year. Um, But specifically, what I do for the event is all of the um, fundraising and sales initiatives. So if you turn our broadcast on all the hospitality tents that you see, I sell those, also sell all of the Pro-Am initiatives that we have. And then kind of, as we've talked before, I don't really have the rights to sell like commercials, but in our buy with the Golf Channel, our higher level sponsors will be included. They'll have commercial rights. So Konica Minolta and City National Bank are two of our presenting partners. So companies like that obviously will get commercial spots on our broadcast. So I'm not actively like selling that per se, but it's included in some of the the higher level things. And then we also do a couple other fundraising initiatives. So Saturday of our tournament week is Military Appreciation Day. So on that day, all former active retired military and up to three of their family members get free admission into the event. And then we also give them food and beverage vouchers. And then around that, we also sell sponsorships specifically for Military Day. 
And that helped us raise, uh, we gave back $75,000 to military charities last year in 2020 as some of the fundraising efforts. And then we also do a student day to help drive scholarships for local uh, community members that are in need uh, of financial support. That's right. And if you can't tell already, Bradley is a very important, very, very busy businessman. And he has a lot of properties to move and sell, but really it's less about selling and trying to bridge together brands in the local community and on a national scale that really want to get their their name out there in a different way. We've talked on many different podcasts, the difference between telling a story and straight up advertising in someone. And a lot of what Bradley does is actually very much charity based, not to speak for him, but he reports to uh, Hogue, um, not necessarily the, the golf side of things. Brad, could you break down how that looks for us? Um, a lot of events, from what I understand, are actually uh, owned by sponsorships or charities through partnerships of companies rather than the PGA Tour putting on most of the, I think they put on maybe a dozen or so. But walk us through mm-hmm. the structure of what we actually see on TV. When we see the highlight, what should yeah. we be looking for and understanding about the, the background of these inner workings of companies at these events? So... By and large, most PGA Tour properties are going to be actually owned and run by a charity. So our title sponsor is Hogue. Hogue Hospital is a community hospital here in Orange County. And uh, they've expanded. I mean, the growth trajectory of Hogue has been unbelievable over the past, you know, five, 10 years. So I shouldn't even say community hospital anymore. I mean, it's a regional technology center now. It's on the map here. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, Hogue is an unbelievable organization. But getting back to the point, our event is run by the charity. So our charity is Hogue Charity Sports. We're a 501c3 division of Hogue. And so our mission every year is to raise as much money for Hogue and its institutes as we possibly can. So we average uh, in charitable donations, usually between one to 1.1 million annually back to Hogue and the institutes. So kind of depends on the institute that Hogue wants the money to go to. But um, in general, it's all going back to Hogue. And by and large, most tournaments on the PGA Tour, Corn Ferry, PGA Tour champions, they have some cause behind them that they are raising money for in their communities. So that's why our events are so important to the communities because we really do uh, generate all that community engagement and uh, infuse money into, into our communities. That's amazing. And again, to unpack everything you just said, the things that you're selling are less about profiteering and more about trying to raise as much money for these events. So when we tune in and we see those highlights or, you know, uh, we're watching the event uh, over the weekend, right? And we see the white tents, we see the traffic of people, we see the brands. There's a, a whole choreography taking place and uh, a participation from a lot of local and again, national brands um, that come together for these events to, to help raise money, help build value back into the communities that support them. So the community embraces this. And when you talk about the Military Appreciation Day, you talk about, you know, back for, you know, giving back for the kids and all the, the family aspects of what goes on during that entire week. It, it's a whole week of production. It takes a whole year to set up. It's really impressive. I've seen it myself. They build the grandstands in like, I don't know, a few weeks and it just comes to life so quickly. It's, it's wild how it works. So being there, if you haven't seen it, maybe there's a time lapse out there in the world that you could see because it's really impressive to watch these things come together. But I think we have one on our social. 
I think there's one on on Instagram. If you go on Hogue Classic, I think we have a timeline. Go to Hogue Classic. Like follow we, Hogue Classic on Instagram. I feel like we do. Don't look at the. It's it's impressive. Um, but if you want a best practices look as to how to build a profitable piece that generates lots of charitable donations on the back end of it, that's that's what this is. That's for the audience. That's what we're trying to get to. Hogue's trying to tell a story not directly advertised to your face to say, go buy this. There's something mm. about the community value and aspect tied to this event and virtually all the other events that you see around uh, golf. Yep. That's what we're trying to get at. So, all right, so let's back it up. You are making huge impacts in the community. A lot of the things that you've discussed have been anywhere from the commercial side to incorporating the brand, getting the brand into the event, putting their sign on something, creating a fan awareness activation, Activations, again, for the audience, those are those little sponsorship pieces where if you see a logo, that's basically called an act. We're activating that sponsorship by placing it there. Um, but on the flip side, for the fan engagement, the social media part, since we're getting into that, how have you been able to use video in the community to better support your vision and your efforts as you're telling the story to the community? How have the, how have the fans embraced that? So they definitely have. Um, and we're, I would almost say we're like late adopters to it because we weren't on like kind of the cutting edge. But if you look at the PGA Tour, by and large, just on social media, I mean, they've really stepped up. PGA Tours, all social outlets are awesome in the the video content that they produce and put out. But specifically for us, um, the video is really, we kind of pride ourselves on working with our sponsors to figure out what their goals are and what the message is that they're trying to get across, right? So depending on what they're looking to do, we will do video to kind of custom fit you know, if they're trying to uh, say, uh, like City National Bank does a wine lounge on site. So if they're trying to promote customers to come and see them there, then we'll create a video and put it out on social. Say, hey, remember on corporate day, on Friday's City National Bank corporate day, come and see us at the wine bar, you know, and, and come come get to know City National Bank. So we'll do video surrounding that. Uh, also, kind of around Military Appreciation Day, we'll do video to really sell that and really say, hey, this is awesome for the community. Great for those who have served. I'm a little biased because my brother is a former Marine. So that's a a special day to me. Uh, And then also we've done video for things like Student Day, which Kingston Technology is our um, kind of presenting sponsor around that day. And so we've done video uh, when the checks are presented to the students and to really drive that engagement for Kingston. That's really there. Their vision is to help provide opportunities for students in the local community. So through that, we create the video and and push that out to really drive the engagement on that side. I love it. Yeah, because what we're trying to get into is they're not creating an hour-long seminar here. Short-form video communication. Social media has become, uh, let's just say, the favored platform for your communications because that's how fans like to casually interact with you. They follow along. You post some updates, you get some cool shots, you do some drone shots of the the course coming yep. together. Been absolutely amazing. And you've overcome some major challenges this last year. Um, I believe the entire event was actually canceled and pulled, but that was made to the decision of the leaders of Hogue. Am I understanding that correctly? So officially on this day right now, we're officially postponed. Um, and obviously there's a, a lot of things at play. I mean, we're in California and our event is typically that first week in March. So there was a time throughout the summer of 2020 when we were kind of like, all right, you know, maybe we'll be able to do this. We'll be able to play. We'll be able to have fans. But it quickly became apparent that that was not 
going to be the case, uh, just given all of our restrictions and, and everything that we've seen. Um, so uh, we're currently postponed. If we play in 2021, it'll be an extremely scaled down event. Um, my estimation would probably be no fans at all. Um, just because just with the financials, it's kind of a gamble to go and build all of that. And then if we are not allowed to have fans and you're out of pocket from that, that's right. You all need to buy tickets to the whole classic <laughs> and go to the whole class. <laughs> yeah. just, but like in all but, seriousness, yeah, like mm-hmm. you, not because of things of your own, not because of the lack of engagement. I think the community has been demanding it and wanting it. We both live in Orange County for the audience to know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a huge, spectacular event that everyone loves and brags about. You know, many, many tickets go out. Um, and Brad over here needs to continue the relationships and innovate for the providers, which is taking me to my next question. When we come back around, those, those providers are still in the game. They still want to make a difference in the world and their community. So it wasn't about the, the pain points. It's about where's the innovation next. So maybe you can take us that into Brad is, you know, walk us into what are some of the, the newer ideas that are coming out? Maybe you've got a story in there with a the brand we can talk about for a second as to some of the things you've been uh, been working on there in the war room I see behind you. You've got the whiteboard up, so I'm sure yeah, you've got Yeah, I was there an art go. major. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think from what I've heard in the community, so many people are just ready to honestly just get out and be in front of other people. So that's not to the video side of it, but it's more of just... a. Uh, you know, I've, I've been listening to other podcasts that have talked about how they think um, kind of going forward is going to be like the roaring 20s all over again because everyone's been locked down for so long that it's like, you know, it's time to get back to quote unquote normal life. So I think that just getting back in front uh, and letting people have the opportunity to experience a live event is so important. And then we'll obviously create video around that and we'll have video on social to also promote that. So we'll have, you know, we have drone shots and pan shots of crowds. And so we'll, as we start getting closer to 2022, which we're planning for now, like that's going to be our pitches. Like, let's get back and let's enjoy an outdoor event that's safe. Everyone's been vaccinated. You know, we can, we can do this safely and return to a quote unquote normal life. But we're also going to add probably some new venues in 2022 um, for the customer engagement side. We'll have a new venue on 15 that'll be kind of a middle tier ticket um, that people can go and enjoy and probably have like some street tacos and stuff like that. Oh, but it'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, it's just it's exciting to look to the future and, you know, look to see that we'll actually be able to have fans and stands. You know, I mean, I was watching the draft last night and it was packed in Cleveland. So that's right. Exciting. Well, yeah. <laughs> a part of the challenge is where you live. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not of anybody's control, but the innovation part of what you're saying, you're already planning ahead. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're here to talk about today is regardless of the circumstance, we all need to tell a story. And the story today isn't about flat out advertising by this because I said so. This is about really large brands investing a lot of money to go generate at least a million dollars a year to give right back into charity while supporting and promoting everybody else in the community. So it's one of the, I don't know, most flipped upside down commercial advertisements. If you, It's not even about that. This is like about the community. Brad represents mm-hmm. the community here when it comes to these things and using video to tell the story. So you get it and you are attracted to that brand. That's what we're talking about today. There are different ways 
for people to communicate a lot of different stories. The three pillars that we have here at Explainify, people come to us because Explainify sponsors us, but awareness, education, and revenue. A lot of these campaigns that I was trying to focus on, it, it's about the awareness side, but really also educating the community. Um, that's the, the be- beautiful part is that he's got a lot of mixed media assets, lots of sports figures, sports properties available, lots of different brands, Lincoln, uh, keeping it you know local, LA Chargers. I mean, literally everybody shows up to this thing. Anybody who is anybody shows up at Newport Beach for this tournament. And that's what we're trying to get to is everyone here is not about trying to promote themselves. It's about the community. It, it really is. There's tons of activities for kids, um, all these different local brands that you know typically wouldn't have the ability to brand themselves on another level, they can come here and gain tons of support from the community. So that's what gets me excited about it personally. So let me back up for one more second. You have a future in front of you and we know it's changing, but you've already made the push towards digital. Um, you're, you're, you're already doing it. So when it comes to, let's just say, potential sponsors or, or further innovations, is there like a maybe a top three tips that you can give the audience here right now to think about just that you've been applying for your clients. But if we had to reimagine how they should be approaching their storytelling, given what you said, how do we do that? I mean, the first thing is it, it has to be authentic, right? So all of the branding and or community engagement is kind of for naught if there's no thought behind that, right? right? So, you know, it doesn't matter what the content is if there's no real thought and authenticity behind it, no one's going to care, right? So you see that in, in Kingston sponsorship of our event, their whole mission is to provide you know, opportunities for local youth to advance themselves through education. So that's portrayed in our event and their activation and what they're doing and sponsoring Student Day and giving out all those scholarship checks that, that they do. Um, so authenticity is, you know, and I, I feel like that's kind of a buzzword now, like, but it's true. It's so true because if it's not authentic, then no one's going to care. Right. That's right. And two and three, that's tough because I think they kind of all just fall into place. Like if it's authentic, then people are going to respond to that message and that vision. They'll act on the message and impact that is trying to be portrayed regardless of what it is. You know, I love it. Um, so yeah, you know what? We could keep it one, everyone. Be authentic. <laughs> well, you know, we could. I bet you pick up 20 different books that say 100 different things. My point is, start with somebody like like Brad, who's right here telling you the biggest brands start with authenticity when it comes to not just flat promoting themselves, but building awareness and value back into the community, the scholarships, the military appreciation program. There are a million different ways for you to build value into your brand, perception, awareness, and loyalty and legitimacy without ever trying to have to say, buy this. That's what we're trying mm-hmm. to get here today. That's the story is with short form video communication, whether it's live action, mixed media, hybrid with you know live shots and animation mixed in or full custom animation, it doesn't matter. Every single time that you see a video, I want you thinking about Explainify. I want you thinking about Brad. I want you thinking about all our guests because you should be studying Every single little nook and cranny. You've got seven seconds to make an impression on somebody. And Brad knows that better than anybody. So the brands that come to him and spend a lot of money, I can't talk about all the numbers, but a lot of money, um, they're talking about entire in, you know, uh, packages, if you would, around different forms of entertainment, fan engagement, and even commercial advertising. One of the things I wanted to unpack for the audience today as we try to teach everyone and educate them how deep the layers go Brad doesn't necessarily sell TV spots, 
But because of the affiliation with the Golf Channel, we start to understand that these efforts also get broadcasted on a national level, but there are different ownership rights over the different types of media that you would actually see on TV. Brad, could you give us the skinny on that? How do we how do we educate the audience as to how convoluted it can get, but make it simple? I mean, it, it's not too complicated. It's yeah. just things we're not all aware of. No, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll keep it pretty just for our event and what we do. So we we're basically like a licensee, right? So we buy the license right to be a PGA Tour Champions sanctioned event. And part of that is buying the rights for the Golf Channel so that our tournament is broadcast on the Golf Channel to a national and international audience. And part of that buy, there are commercial spots that we are afforded as part of our buy, we get those spots, you know, and then on the golf channel side, they go out and that's how they get their ad revenue because they sell commercial spots as well. Um, so included in some of our higher level packages for those, for our, for Hogue as our title sponsor, they will be in, involved in that. And then also with, um, our two presenting sponsors, Conica Minolta and city national bank, they have commercial spots as well. And then um, for some of our gold level sponsors, depending on the programming um, and just kind of depending on our inventory that we have left, uh, that could also be included in the package. But what's really cool is for Hogue and our presenting sponsors, they actually get uh, kind of the CEO spot on the Golf Channel. So um, Robert Braithwaite is the CEO of Hogue. He got to go on and do kind of a, a quick I guess state of state of the union, state of hope, right? Um, on our broadcast in 2022, and then also um, representatives from Conica and Alton City National Bank are also afforded that opportunity as well. So it's really awesome to actually have a representative from the company in front of a camera on a national and international broadcast. You know, talking about how important their commitment is to the community. Um, and just to raising money for Hogue and also the Orange County community at, as a whole. I love it. And that's, and that's all perfectly said. And I got to say, as we're coming around the corner, what's next for you and Hogue Classic? What's on the table, man? Yeah. So it's still, it's a little up in the air as to, in terms of fans, right? Like when are we going to be able to actually uh, in California go full bore and or hundred percent. So um, obviously the MLB is back right now. So it's a good case study for us to just kind of see how they are um, implementing their tickets and social distancing and all that sort of good stuff. The U S open is a Tory Pines this year. So, um, that will, that's in a few months now coming up around the corner. So it'll be another kind of case study for us, if you will, to see how they're handling it. Um, but our real plan now is looking forward to 2022 and having a, a full, blown event in March of 2022 uh, and welcoming our fans back, welcoming the community back and just saying, hey, you know, we all got through this this very difficult time together and now we can come together and not only raise money for Hogue, but celebrate as a community safely in an awesome, extremely exciting, entertaining venue. I love it. And again, for all of our audience members, we've, we've unpacked a lot behind a PGA Tour Champions event. You've got a sneak peek as to how these things come together. You can understand that Brad's job has a lot more on the line for the community than you may have previously thought. So if whether you're a small brand or a very big brand, you're just trying to get your name out there for the local community, or if you're a really national brand, just trying to make a staple in the community, a difference where you're at, you can start here with the whole classic of my friend Brad. So Brad, 
Thank you for being on the show today and giving us a few walkaways. We're super excited to have you. Uh, we'll have you back in the future for sure if you're down for that. Yeah, thank you so much. This was awesome. This was a blast. I truly appreciate uh, it. Oh, good, man. This is wonderful. Um, Building nothing but wonderful stories over here with my friend, Brad. But again, I've been your host, Derek Gerber. Make sure if you're in the audience, you click to subscribe and you catch us on the next episode. We'll talk to everybody real soon. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Derek.